0: the secret sauce, the hidden part of uh, business success on any level, is the relational field between us. Are you tapping into the power of community? Why not? Join us for Let's Talk Community, where George and his guests discuss the communities they belong to and how they've tapped the power. We all have communities we belong to, and we can easily tap into them to grow our business, advance our careers, make changes in our personal lives, and of course, in our relationships. Join us. You might learn something.
1: Hello, everyone. uh, I'm George Diaz, and I'm bringing you another episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Community. And my guest today is a longtime customer of mine, uh, Megan McDonough. And uh, in order to give her justice, I'm going to let her introduce herself. So tell us a little bit about you and your business.
0: No pressure, George, putting me on the spot to introduce myself. (laughs) I'm the CEO and founder of an educational organization called Whole Being Institute, where we teach the science of human flourishing.
1: So a lot of positive psychology sort of topics and things like that, right?
0: Yeah, basically, it's how to live well. I mean, you know, uh, we weren't taught these things in school, although, you know, nowadays they might be starting. So we teach adults really what does it mean when you're in times of transition to look for what works, what are your strengths, how to live this life well, to build resilience when times are tough. And uh, we can all use that, especially during these COVID times. Yes?
1: Yes. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So when I when I spoke to her about this podcast and I told her, look, it's about let's talk community. I gave her an overview. She says, oh, my gosh, this is one of my topics. So why would a topic like community appeal to you um, more so than for a lot of people?
0: Yeah. First of all, you hit the nail on the head. I think this is an amazing topic to elevate. And it's more than a topic to me, actually. It's not like this is a subject that I think is important for people to learn. More a way of thinking and being and building a business that is the reality of the world that we live in, but we don't recognize it. So let me back up and tell you how I see most businesses and individuals, especially here in the United States, being run. It's a guru mentality of an I that needs to make things happen. I need more willpower to get it done. I need to work harder. I've got to figure this out. I've got to make the numbers. And it's all sort of this pressure of the I. If only I was good enough or knew enough or learn more, then I could be successful. So we are a very individualistic
1: society. And and results driven.
0: And results driven, right. And so when you said you were doing this community, I'm like, yes, that actually is the secret sauce, the hidden part of uh, business success on any level is not just the me, not just the you, but the relational field between us, which if done with care, and compassion, and and, um, respect, and yes, even love, this relational field can actually elevate the business, the people in it, and the workspace culture. It can create engagement. It can create unbelievable insights of information that's flowing between people. And my God, isn't it exhausting to think as a leader that you have to figure this all out, that you have to drive things forward and make things happen. How much easier is for you and I to sit down and we've done this plenty of times, right? We have sat down and we have chatted about, this is a problem I'm having, George, what do you expect? And you say, well, let me bring in this person or let's talk about this, or have you considered that? The way in which we open ourselves up to others, Perhaps others that have different opinions, that have different perspectives, that see the world in a way that's outside of our perception, it actually becomes easier. Yeah. Yeah. Part and, of it. But actually part of it becomes more difficult
1: because we also have to let something go. Well, it, it, it's <laughs> it's more complicated or the commitment level. Because you know, a lot of people say, hey, I I kind of am part of a business community. And what I kind of like to challenge them with, it's you have a customer engagement, a customer list. You don't have a customer community. Yes, because you know, like you were saying. Um, I think you before we were talking, you were saying, uh, you know, I have to be the sage on the stage. Yes, and, and that means you've got one person that's expert, and there, there's like a scope to other people, as opposed to like an interconnected network where. I I know a lot of stuff, and I better if I'm the one. I mean, you know, you're in your space; you need to be the expert, right? But there's so many other people that can add to that, and you know, your your circle of knowledge. If you put a Venn diagram with other people's, is probably got a ton of overlap. Yeah, uh, so if, I can give you a real life example. This weekend we
0: had. Uh, an immersion for our certificate in whole being positive psychology. This is a nine month. Ex- explain what
1: that is. An immersion. Yeah,
0: that is a nine month in-depth, a deep dive into the study and application of the evidence-based field of positive psychology. Now we are alerting organizations. So we have courses that people take we have handouts that they do we have exercises we have videotapes all of that but the immersion that we had this weekend is a way in which people come together on zoom uh oh, okay. so,
1: so this was virtual this wasn't an in this
0: is virtual this is not in person because with covid and everything life is no, and, and,
1: and by the way this changed for you because when covid hit i know that you were going i'm not sure how this is going to work because you were very dependent on in-person training right
0: we were, when part of our pedagogy in our educational uh, way of teaching is very interactive. So yes, we will teach, uh, but that's not the whole experience. A rich experience comes through when you try these things on for size, you talk to others and you have engaging conversations about how the practices land. So for us at the immersion, for example, if if I have, you know, 30 people or 20 people or 50, however many people you have in a room or on Zoom, having conversations. The thing is, if you have to always be presenting to them, you are missing the other 19 or 29 or three, however many people you have in your room perspective, as if you have all the answers. So part of our 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 Um, the way in which we move forward is very consciously thinking of a thing called sociometry, which is the way that people. Sociometry. Sociometry. Yes. Sociometry is the study of how people connect and relate to one another. So we design these immersive uh, interactions on Zoom to do breakout groups. We do a little teaching. We do a breakout group. We do another little teaching, we do a different breakout group. We come back as a full group, we share as a full group. So what happens is then is you start to do more than just, oh, let me just do an engagement campaign via email. That's not, that's not engagement. That is sending out an email that someone reads. They're not, they're not having any type of that two-way dialogue. So when we say community, it's like, it doesn't just, it's community isn't something that you say, I'm going to build a community. You say, how is it that I can help people connect with one another in meaningful ways? That's the question, right? Community happens as a result of that. So this weekend, over the course of a couple of days, we had people go from not knowing one another to all of a sudden having these deep, really meaningful connections and conversations. That's community. And by the way, it doesn't end because when they leave the immersion, they're now doing the next step is a 30 day practice that they're doing together. So everybody picks a different 30 day practice, but we're all doing a practice for the next 30 days.
1: So by practice, that's like an an area of study or an area of discussion, right?
0: Well, a 30-day practice is simply taking the skills that they learned and living into it every day. So someone might have a gratitude practice every day. Someone might take pictures of something beautiful every day. Someone might do meditation every day. So it's something about building a habit of well-being for the next 30 days. And everyone... um, uh, is charged with keeping community because community right you have to have some sort of goal or some sort of aspirational vision of why are you all in community is it is it and this might be enough is it to to just have socialization and fun connection is it because you're heading towards something you're learning something together is it because you're networking for business so whatever community you're creating is part of like why
1: does this exist what is the glue that holds us together Gosh, that's really interesting. I hadn't really thought about that way. Now, the, a lot of you that are listening might be thinking, "Oh, this is really great because she studies a very soft, skilled <laughs> sort of thing," which is a, a legitimate, you know, yeah. you know what's what's going on in the back of my mind. But I've been in very technical, you know, mastermindish groups where you know, for, and I'll be real specific. I'm going to interview someone who used to be in this group with me. This is back when I started this business. Ten years ago, and um, I I got into the group with the goal of learning how to use what was then called Infusionsoft, now called Keep. And um, you know, my thing was, do I really want to do this by myself and learn it? You know, just hard knuckles style, right? And I joined this group, and it became what I thought was a way to learn. Ended up, we really took a lot of interest in each other's businesses because we were meeting once a quarter in person. We were meeting online several times a month and we got to know what are you trying to accomplish? What is that person trying to accomplish? And a lot, my biggest takeaways from that group was, George, yeah, technically you're great, but you're terrible at sales. And when you kind of get past the, you know, the bravado sort of stage in a business that, uh, yeah, yeah, everything's going great. When frankly, it's never going great, right? Um, And you let people in, you end up, you know, exposing vulnerabilities, but it also gives someone an opportunity to to stare into you and your business and what you're trying to accomplish and go, you know, I ran into a problem like that before, and here's how I fixed it. Or George, you've been saying you're going to fix this for the last two, three months, and we see you doing the same thing that got you into this mess you know, just really holding people accountable. And and I went through some revealing and extremely painful things that I needed to go through because of community. Well, uh, uh, it's so
0: interesting. Um, Yes, we teach the evidence-based science of things like neurobiology, behavioral change. And it doesn't really matter whether you're teaching positive psychology or building a new technology platform. Because at the end of the day, the organizations that we're a part of involve people, (laughs) right? As far as I know, there is no business that has just one person that doesn't interact somehow, some way with someone else. So it doesn't matter what business you're in. If you miss the fact that your business has a relational component that can either be exhausting the people in it or elevating the people in it. And to do that, then, then you're going to miss, you're going to miss a big opportunity. Sure. sure. Period end of story in terms of how you how you can grow. And I can also say that um, who we become as leaders what you just described, we don't become leaders in isolation. We become our full authentic leadership self when we interact with others who give us perspectives about our own strengths and our own ideas and and other abilities through their eyes. Um, And and through this interaction of being in community with other like-minded folks who are doing similar things, we begin to see a new horizon for ourselves of what we can do. And that shapes our brain. Our brain is actually shaped in community. We think we create our own personality. No, the science shows that uh, we are highly contagious, not just in COVID or the COVID variant, but we are highly contagious in our emotions we are highly, so you can spread happy emotions to me or really, you know, piss me off if, yeah. if, if, if you're angry. So we have emotional contagion. We have um, idea contagion. Into So those people who smoke more tend to hang around with other people who smoke. Those people who are overweight are more likely to have overweight friends. Those people who um, have, so it, it goes without saying that not okay. only
1: the bad, but the good. It yeah. shifts in these communities. Yeah. And it even happens in conversations. And and uh, my wife, um, we're both Spanish speakers, uh, both raised by Cuban parents. So our accent tends to be Cuban, you know, just like, you know, Brits versus Southerners versus, you know, people from other places. But she grew up, she's, she grew up in Puerto Rico. So when she'll be talking and all of a sudden you'll see her talking to her friends from Puerto Rico. And one of them just recently moved to us. And it was like, all of a sudden they start mirroring each other. Yes. And you'll see her like totally flip. Yes. Um, and, and they'll be talking and it's like, they'll talk to my wife. I go, you must be Puerto Rican. And it's like, man, I haven't lived in Puerto Rico in 40 years, Yeah. but because of the influence, you, you know, you, 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 definitely see that happen. The same happens to me when I start talking to my mom it's like all of a sudden my Spanish really flips to a more you know basic, because you mirror the other person in order, and it's just a natural tendency. And so what Barbara Frederson calls this
0: is positivity resonance, that when we are in community or we are in sync, I mean, you might find it with another Spanish speaking person or a friend from um, Puerto Rico, you might equally find it in a group of community that's interested in growing a business, for example, because that's, right. that's your era. So all of a sudden you'll be leaning in, you'll be looking at each other in the eyes, you'll be excited about a topic. And what happens neuro- neurologically is our, heart, our brain waves start com- becoming in sync, our heart rates start coming in sync, our respiration, our, the way we're using our hands become the same way. So um, these positive, positivity resonance time between us, The more that we share these moments of positive emotions, the more in sync our biology becomes and the more we invest in one another. And this is key. If you are working in an organization where everyone is out for themselves, there is little to no incentive to invest in one another. So if you have these moments in community where people are connecting in meaningful ways, Um, sharing positive interactions, syncing up their biology, you will be more likely to invest in one another. And that builds community strength as well.
1: Yeah. One of the ladies, she's agreed to to be a part of this podcast, one of the future episodes. Um, And she was a part of the same mastermind I was mentioning. And um, when she started, I mean, I was like solopreneur, just starting my business. She was an admin under a one-person attorney office. And I remember it was like, yeah, the lawyer and yeah, that that assistant of his. And nobody remembers where the assistant went, where, where the the lawyer went, uh, not because, you know, good, bad or anything, but she exploded. I mean, she 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 eventually left the law firm and started up her own key practice. Um, and she was someone that I remember going, oh, my gosh, if she can do that. What's the potential for just about anyone? And it was part of being in that community, you know, part of which was a lot of people holding me accountable, but then seeing these skyrocket stories. And, and that was something that transformed her life financially, you know, for all, all those reasons. And, and just that inspiration is kind of like, okay, first of all, I need to learn from this person some more. And, you know, just kind of to give you that optimistic hopefulness of, this is doable. This is not, you know, impossible.
0: Yes, it can be done. And what it sounds like you're describing is she had an openness to receive the information that she was getting from this mastermind. Like She wasn't being protective or saying, this isn't for me, that she was being open to it and probably a reciprocity back in, in serving it forward. So it's that sort of reciprocity uh, coming in and going out that makes for a very healthy community.
1: Yeah. No, and, and and I tell you what, when I first, I mean, not to go into the the, the keep community, but the keep community is very synergistic mm-hmm. and, and less competitive among each other as partners. Uh, I came out of the Microsoft world and, and, and other communities being in technology where everybody was holding their cards so tight, you, you, you wouldn't share anything by design. Uh, where this was like, I remember I was just really surprised watching two owners of two competing vendors sharing, I mean, what I would have considered trade secrets, Mm. like it was nothing. And it's because, you know, it is a community that fosters that sort of relationship, which frankly makes it so much easier for me to share my, you know, and, and it, it works. And, you know, some communities are more, you know, good for you. Others are toxic and, you know, not really synergistic.
0: Right. And that psychological safety is so key because if you don't feel like you're safe in a group, you're not going to be, you're not going to share, you're not going to be vulnerable. There'll be facades up. And you've been to those networking meetings, haven't you? Uh, they're god awful where everyone's sort of putting on their little uh, best
1: show. I'm doing, I'm doing great. Oh, I'm doing
0: great. Everything is wonderful. I can tell you one of the things I, I've uh, had to practice. And it is a practice because I do tend to be more individualistic. I can make this happen. I'm going to force it forward. Is the ability to both ask and to and to and to give. So there's a reciprocity between giving and receiving in community. Um, I tend to give a lot, and it's actually easier for me to give to a community than it is to ask. Let's say I need help with this. Um, so uh, I would encourage those listening to is to think is to reflect upon how is it I show up in community? Am I my authentic self? Am I there to actually serve others and answer honestly? And what is it that I need that perhaps I can help with? And that means that I could use help with and that means being honest with ooh, this isn't quite where I would want it to be. Does anybody have any suggestions or help or even more than suggestions to help? Can anyone pick up the phone and, and actually do this with me? I was, um, had the good fortune of working with a dear friend of mine who was a um, former CEO of Kropalo, uh, the largest yoga retreat center in North America. Her, um, her name is Barbara Vakar, And I remember having an honest conversation with her about some of the challenges I was facing. And she goes, oh, you know what, Megan? I know so-and-so. I think this would be a good conversation to have. And instead of saying to me, oh, let me introduce you, She actually sent out an email sitting at my kitchen counter saying, oh, well, you know, this is what I was thinking. This is what I'd like. And I thought to myself, how that, how lovely is that, that you, when you're in a community of people that you can be um, open and honest and receptive, that there's help for you. Because I think one of the things that solopreneurs struggle with is the need to do it all themselves. But if you have someone like you in your company where I can call you and say, this is what I'm struggling with, how can we work this through, um, it all of a sudden becomes less of a burden that you have to bear and more of an inquiry and curiosity about how together can we solve this problem.
1: Cool. So l- let me finish this off by, by having this one question I want, I'm want i going to be asking everybody. So, You know, I'm about building community about celebrating relationships. Those are really my two, you know, I mean, it's really my innate purpose. How do I, how do we really get to the point where the communities force, and I I use the word nicely, force your relationships to flourish. So um, what are your most, you know, which are your most celebrated relationships?
0: Yeah, well, first and foremost, it's with my beloved husband and family. They, I always think of the relationships of, of family and my husband as the rock upon which I stand. Uh, he's this. He has been the stable force. And whenever I have crazy ideas about new beginnings, he's like, yeah, you should so do that. He is 100% in my corner. Um, so number one is my husband and my family. Um the second part of it is I really do love this community of, of women business owners, that the community of speaking with other, particularly women who um, maybe look at business differently than men, I don't know, but I know that when I speak with them, they have, uh, they've been very, very enlightening to how I'm considering work and, and and really helpful in helping me actually see bigger And more opportunities. And Barbara, who I just mentioned to you, has been one of those key people, not only a good friend, but someone who helps me see bigger and pushes me to think in new ways that expands. And hopefully I do the same back to her and hopefully for my family as well. I'm I'm giving that back to them as well. Those Those are the ones that come to mind at present. And I should say, too, or before I even just drop it at those two, I would say that as I think about that question and look back at Whole Being Institute as an organization, I realize that throughout these past 10 years we've been doing this work, that there are countless number of people that have made this organization who they are from you know, the, from, from many different ways, uh, some small, some big, and without each of those interplays in this community, we would not be the educational organization that we are. So, me personally, it's my family, my husband, some good good friends like like Barbara, uh, but also the bigger community of Whole Being Institute as a whole. It's been very rewarding and uh, and nourishing to be around like minded
1: people. Great, well, uh, Megan, thank you so much for uh, meeting with me. I uh, I'm sure our guests will enjoy this and. Um, you know, thanks again. Thank you,
0: George. You've been listening to the Let's Talk Community podcast with George Diaz. To subscribe to this program or find other marketing resources for your business, visit us at www.celebratingrelationships.com. That's www.celebratingrelationships.com. Thanks for listening.